0: Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And this episode, uh, I want to talk about vulnerability. Um, this is something that's challenging for a lot of endurance athletes, a lot of individuals, honestly, in general to, uh, to talk about, to face up against, or to, to, to butt up against, um, and to understand what that looks like uh, for them. So the ways in which we show up uh, and are vulnerable in our lives are different depending on our circumstances, our personalities, uh, the experiences that we're dealing with, um, how we need to be vulnerable in ways that are supportive and productive for us. And so, um, I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, it's it's a it's a time traditionally uh, that as athletes we we might be faced with some of these challenges and opportunities to be vulnerable. We're rounding out uh, the season, uh, as it were, in many parts of the world, and we're thinking about uh, what we need, um, how our athleticism uh, plays into our lives, how it looks and feels different as we. Uh, are on the other side of our goals. Uh, Whether we accomplish those goals or not, uh, our focus is different. Um, Our execution is different. Our day-to-day interactions with our athleticism uh, is different. And so that requires uh, some vulnerability. It requires us to ask and answer some challenging questions. And so uh, I uh, I wanna talk about it and I want to share uh, with you guys, things, uh, some of the conclusions that I've come to, some of the things that have helped me. Uh, vulnerability has always uh, been a challenging thing for uh, for me personally to uh, to to deal with, to to arrive at. Um, and so, I hope that um, I can give you guys some tools through uh, through some of the efforts that I've taken uh, personally, uh, as well as uh, conversations, as always, that I'm having. Uh, with coaches, athletes, uh, and uh, those around me. So um, we're going to talk about vulnerability and that's going to be vulnerable and it might make you uncomfortable, um, but hopefully that's good. Hopefully on the other side of that is some revelations and some answers that can be uh, helpful and allow you to, um, to be the best version of yourself, which is ultimately all that we're trying to accomplish. Before we get started with this week's episode... I'm so excited to announce that we're welcoming Inside Tracker as our first official sponsor to the podcast. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping other individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race, it's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So when you do what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, you wanna do it for life. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work has uncovered critical deficits, such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. So despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you, and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way, towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So for a limited time, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/enduranceminded and enter your name at the bottom of the page to take advantage of your 25% discount. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com slash endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Let's dive right in. Uh, Vulnerability and why why is it challenging to begin with? Why is... um, why is vulnerability something that so many of us uh, struggle with or um, struggle to, to arrive at? So here's a few thoughts just to kind of, <clears throat> just to kind of outline and frame uh, the conversation. I think specifically with the athlete population, which is, of course, where I'm coming from uh, as a coach and an athlete myself, um I think vulnerability is challenging because we we see ourselves and often rightly so but we see ourselves as as tough results driven individuals by by our very nature we train and we exercise um so that we can be more equipped to cope with uncomfortable Scenarios. We can be uh, quote-unquote tougher, um, and we push ourselves further and further. Um, we position ourselves in a way uh, or around challenging scenarios, lofty goals. These things are tough, uh, and they require a certain constitution that is, um, that is challenging for many people. And so we see ourselves as tough because we work at it. Um, we, we work to be um, stronger, fitter, tougher, however you want to, you know, whatever adjectives we want to use, it's an active process. And so that that tough mentality can often fly in the face of vulnerability, or it can be a juxtaposition that's hard to to get around. We're also results-driven individuals, so we, we're very focused um, we follow training plans. we execute structured workouts. We like to have um our process in order so that we can more clearly define our outcome and have as much control over that outcome as we can, which like we've talked about on the show, um oftentimes we don't have as much control over that as we'd like, but we we try to take uh as much of that um on as we can and and, uh, and control as many of those variables as possible so that we can get the results that we want. So that requires a very focused, um, a very concentrated and concerted effort to, to move us in the direction athletically that we want. We often see this too. Um, athletes so often uh, portray these traits in other areas of their lives as well, right? So we see that uh, so often Uh, dedicated athletes are also uh, successful uh, from a career perspective. They're also good at carving out time for other areas of their uh, lives and compartmentalizing those things so they can get the results that they want. That requires a certain kind of, uh, uh, it requires us to to put blinders on from time to time and, and that those blinders can shield us from vulnerability. So, that's one area where, you know, just by kind of the nature of what we're trying to accomplish as athletes, it can make vulnerability hard uh, to approach. The other thing is that uh, we are in a culture that doesn't always respect vulnerability. So whether that's in the job place, um, whether that is in from a training perspective, from an athletic perspective, um, so often culture doesn't support vulnerability. We need to be uh, more focused, more driven. If we're vulnerable, um, we are told that that um, somehow is because we aren't um, doing some of the things that we should be doing. Uh, If we were just more focused, we wouldn't need uh, support in these other areas. If we were more driven, more motivated, um, again, pick the adjective, but we're pushed away from vulnerability because uh, it's seen as a zero-sum game. That if we are vulnerable, uh, it also means that we can't accomplish our goals. That we we can't um, we can't realize where we need support. Um, we can't realize some of the areas that um, that may be in a deficit because that would mean that we're not giving enough or don't have enough of the things that we need. To accomplish our goals, that is not true, uh, but certainly that's a narrative that exists um, in uh, in many many cultures. Uh, certainly in in Western cultures, oftentimes, um, and specific to endurance athletes, sometimes vulnerability is associated with failure. So I'll I'll, I'll contextualize that because I think there's a little nuance there if we back up and think about the nature of endurance sports, if we think about that so much of what we do, or we realize that so much of what we do is solo, when we show up to a workout, most times it's of our own volition and it's it's solo. Uh, no one is there um, with us, beside us. We may have a coach, we may have a team, um, we may have a support network, but the execution of that of that session of that training, which is really what um the prescriptive component is what takes up so much of our of our thoughts and our actions as athletes. We we want to to train, we want to work out. Um, So that happens in solo, right? That that happens kind of behind closed doors and it's up to us to to arrive at motivation, willpower, um whatever we want to call it or whatever tools we need. To execute on that. So, when we are vulnerable, it requires us to tap into external sources. Uh, It requires us to build up a support network. It requires us to ask for help, to have conversations that pull us away from that, what is so often a solo endeavor. Um, Endurance sports can be a little lonely. Um, And again, even if we have a team, even if we are at races with thousands and thousands of people. So much of the work, so much of the thought and the time and the mental and physical energy is done uh, by ourselves. And so there's a little bit of a disconnect there, right? That, that, our, that our lives as endurance athletes happen um, by ourselves, in our heads, and then the vulnerability really butts up against that. It requires us to, to go external to to ourselves. And that can be an uncomfortable place to be. We can control ourselves, right? If it's just us and it's solo, then then we're the ones in charge. When we open ourselves up to vulnerability, we are immediately asking and inviting uh, others in for feedback or to to help us carry that load and to take some of that responsibility. And that's frightening. That's a hard thing to manage um, because we have to then adjust our expectations and we have to open up to the possibility that us just doing it alone might not be the best answer. It might not be the most productive way to go about it. So again, just to kind of frame the conversation, there's three areas that when I was thinking about vulnerability that specific to to athletics or athleticism and endurance athletes it feels like the we're we're you know kind of before we even get started so often we're set up to to really be in conflict with with this notion of vulnerability so now that we understand or maybe have a better idea of why this is challenging and of course there's there's a myriad of reasons that we're talking about some what can often be very deep-seated, um, you know, components of our psyche of our of our um, you know individual psychology as to why or why not uh, we are able to uh, to be vulnerable. But let's look at how uh, I want to outline a few ways that athletes can be vulnerable. So ways that as an athlete, specific to your goals, um, you can employ or look for opportunities to be vulnerable so that you can realize the benefits of not going at it alone um, and tapping into these other areas that are going to help you be more fulfilled, productive, happy, successful um, because this really is a skill um, and it's awareness about ourselves that um, is gonna provide value in lots of areas of our lives. So let's look at ways, a few ways that athletes can be vulnerable. One area, and and probably the most most direct, would be that we can build a support team. So again, so often as athletes we get, um, let's start from square one, we get a training plan, or no, let's back up. Even before that, we we define our goals. We understand what the process needs to look like. Then we maybe get a training plan, or we we define what the prescriptive components of reaching our goals need to be. And then we we go about the execution of of that prescriptive piece. So again, we work out. Uh, we we do you know go through different training blocks. We build up progressively to gain fitness. And so much of that is done alone. And when we struggle inevitably with the execution of those goals, we cope with that and we grapple with that in private, so so often. What we can do is realize the value of a, of a support network and understand that, that it really takes a team, like most things in our lives, right? that, that it requires support. But again, that requires. Uh, a certain level of vulnerability. We have to be able to go to these other people. One, we have to identify who they are. We have to identify the areas in which we need support. Um, Then we have to go to these people. We have to reach out to them. And we have to uh, express that, that maybe doing it alone is not the most productive path, that we need some help in whatever area it may be. It could be mental, so maybe that's a sports psychologist. Uh, it could be from a nutrition perspective. Maybe we're struggling to manage um, our expectations and our relationship around food um, as it relates to our athletic goals, our performance goals. So maybe that's a dietitian. Maybe we need that support, um, and we need that that person to help us manage what that looks and feels like on a daily basis. Maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's tapping into uh, and being honest and vulnerable with your family? Um, what do you need from those most close to you that, um, will help you, uh, reach your goals or, or reach the level of success that you've defined? So the support team is, is really maybe the first place that vulnerability can, um, can service an athlete because it's, it's, uh, It's challenging. By nature, what we've done is set ourselves up to be challenged, and those challenges require uh, support. And so we can look uh, with those, again, most close to us in our family, uh, in our uh, friend group, and then we can branch out from there. Uh, Dietitians, uh, coaches, uh, psychologists, um, physical therapists, uh, massage therapists, the, the list goes on and on. The support network when we're really honest and vulnerable can is probably much bigger than we think that it is or could be. It's probably, um, it's probably a lot more people, a lot more individuals um, than we may have identified. Again, when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, ask ourselves, where do I need support? And then seek out that support and be honest with those people uh, when you're asking for it. Um, another area that athletes can be vulnerable is is possibly to admit that the training that we're doing isn't bringing or adding value to our lives. So I'll add some, uh, some context to that because what I see often with athletes and we get you know, feedback uh, on, on this podcast, I, you know, I get questions all the time, is that when we set out, again, as results-driven individuals, when we set out to, um, to accomplish a goal, a part of that is the, is the prescriptive component, the training that we have to do to prepare our bodies and our minds to reach that goal. And so often athletes, uh, I'll hear from them, they'll just push forward even if that uh, process is no longer, even if that uh, training is no longer providing value. And what I mean by that is it's not adding to the quality of your life. There's going to be highs and lows, right? Not every day is going to be uh, a day that brings lots of motivation, lots of drive. But I believe that on the whole, the consistent dedication to those goals should add value to your life. That should be a positive touch point, uh, whether that is, you know, uh, some sort of structured, workout that you're following on a training plan, or whether that's just consistent daily movement, walking, stretching, yoga, um, whatever that looks like for you, I believe that the execution of that consistent movement should add value to your life. And so if the training, um, again, if the execution from a prescriptive component towards that goal isn't bringing value, it, it may be time to address that. And that again, where where athletes come into conflict with that is that so often we kick that back on ourselves. We say, well, I must not be motivated enough, or I must not have enough drive, or maybe I don't want it bad enough. Because if I did, then the training would be productive. It would feel inspiring. It would feel valuable. <clears throat> not necessarily. Um Now, there's work certainly we can do on the motivation front uh, on, you know, kind of getting that fire lit, uh, so to speak. But there also might be the real possibility that that training just isn't working for you. We need to step back. We need to readdress what that process is going to need to look like to, to add value. So, again, that's where we have to say, okay, I need to be vulnerable. I need to understand that maybe it's not me maybe I don't need to, or the answer is not just to summon more willpower or more motivation. It's that uh, I really need to address the, um, the training itself, right? What does it actually look and feel like? Is it not engaging? Um, is it uh, taking up too much of my time? Is it not balanced? Does it feel, um, does it feel like it's not necessarily productive day in and day out? Um, that's when we might step back again, be vulnerable and say, Let me address this and admit that if it's not bringing value um and uh, and it's not me that needs to bring more motivation to the table, <clears throat> maybe it's the fault of the training, and that's okay. It's okay to admit that you know these are fluid systems. There's no one size fits all, and so, you know, just because it worked for the last six weeks doesn't mean it has to work for the next six weeks. Adapt, change, understand how to how to put that consistent effort uh, into practice so that it adds value. <clears throat> Another area uh, that athletes can be vulnerable is to realize that the process may be broken. So if you listen to this podcast, um, you know. That we have talked a lot about the process, and that is um, boiled down, it's the sum total of the effort that leads to our goals. Right? What do we do that builds us up to a position or a place, a point in time where we can execute on our goals? So often, these goals are singular moments in time. It's a race. It's a distance. It's an event. It's a. Um, it's a. You know, peak power or pace or splits or whatever. It is a, a singular moment, and it took a tremendous amount of effort to get to that, to that one benchmark. That's the process. So through the lens of vulnerability, there are endless numbers of, of scenarios, of instances, when that process might be broken. <clears throat> and that could be anything from Logistics, to uh, from an organizational perspective, to how we've defined our goals, to what we care about, what we've defined as success, um, how we're going to define success throughout that process. There are the process is something that we should always be coming back to. We should be looking at critically and understanding if it's something that um, that adds value. So very similar to. The training component, training is part of the process, right? We can't just define a goal typically and go and do that thing tomorrow. We need to build into it um, and exercise, training, doing workouts, however you want to define that. That's part of the process. It's also about setting ourselves up to have a balanced execution uh, of that training. It's about uh, compartmentalizing the value of those things um, mentally and physically, um, the process is literally everything that it requires to get to that goal. And if that's out of balance, if it's not working for you, and again, at any given time, so this is not a fixed uh, a fixed process. This is something that uh, is constantly changing and should be fluid based on what's going on in your life, based on how you're feeling, uh, based on you know, your mental and physical load that you carry into that process. Um, you know, we don't, we're not athletes in a vacuum, right? We have to manage all of these other parts of our lives and our expectations around those things um, in conjunction with our goals as athletes. So the process could be broken. And, and to arrive at that, at that realization takes an incredible amount of vulnerability because it requires us to say, um, what do I want out of this process? What does it mean for me to be an athlete? Um, What is the value that this brings to me? Um, Those are hard questions to answer. And again, it's much more complex than it's much more vulnerable than I just need to do more workouts um, or I just need to find more motivation um, or I just need to, Make it happen. Um, and so there's a real, there's a real opportunity for conflict there between a lot of the language we use as athletes, motivation, drive, commitment those are all very important things, but only in balance with and kind of in harmony with our ability to be vulnerable and, and ask the right questions at the right time, and constantly be working to, to understand what that fluid approach looks like for us. Another way that athletes can be vulnerable is to feel disappointment. So this is one specific to kind of uh, a more of the execution front. Or, or this might be uh, where it kind of shines the brightest or shows up the most. Is that we set a goal. We, we show up for that goal. We've executed our process. We uh, carry out the goal it doesn't go as planned. All right. So we talk about a race. Um, we, you know, sign up for, you know, we just had, um, as of this recording, Boston and Chicago marathons. Um, conditions were not ideal. And lots of people had races that didn't go as planned. It's okay to feel disappointed, right? So, so often as athletes, we immediately set our sights on the next thing, right? We say, okay, well, I'm done with that race. Now, what's the next thing? How can I shift my focus away from this disappointment, away from this, um, you know, heartache, uh, from this, you know, sadness? Because we have so much invested in these things, in these events, in these goals. It's only natural that when they don't go as planned, it's going to feel really crappy. Um, and so, it's good to feel disappointment. Let yourself feel that. Don't don't stay in it forever, but acknowledge it. Know that, that when we open ourselves up to that disappointment, to the sadness, to kind of the grief that comes with all that we invested only for things not to go as planned, that helps us identify how we can be more prepared in the future. You know, what can we do to come back stronger to understand the value that this process played even if the outcome didn't go as planned the process was valuable and that's that's the biggest piece so understand the role that disappointment plays know that it's good and healthy to be vulnerable and to lean into that disappointment and um and don't don't kind of brush it under the rug don't don't skate right past it take a second identify it um feel it again, with a tremendous amount of vulnerability, know that it's gonna be uncomfortable and we might not necessarily wanna be in that place, but it's good to feel disappointment. Um, and, and then we can move on, right? And we can tap into our support network to understand what tools we need to develop or what tools we need to implement, what resources we need um, to, to, to take that disappointment and make it um, move forward in a way that's positive. So last area that I want to identify, of course, there's plenty of ways that we can be vulnerable. And again, this is very individualized, but in hopes to help um, our listeners understand a few ways that we can implement these areas of vulnerability, uh, the last one is going to be changing or shifting our goals. So again, so often the athletic journey, the athlete's journey starts a long time before the goal, right? So we identify what we want to accomplish. It could be anything. It could be uh, weight loss, it could be daily movement. Um, it could be to have a healthy relationship with exercise. Um, it could be to win a race, it could be to PR. Again, any way we want to define that is a valid, Uh, way to think about our goals. And those are individual to everyone. We set those goals. And so often they're, they're far away, right? Maybe they're six months, a year, multiple years or seasons away. So then we set about our process and we get to work. We work to adapt that process. Again, we make sure the training is adding value. We make sure the process is not broken, that it is productive and feels viable for us. And then despite all that, Maybe we're just not engaged in the goal, right? Maybe that thing that we set out to accomplish a year ago maybe it doesn't carry the same weight. Um, maybe um, you know, maybe we've progressed to a point where that thing is not quite as lofty as it once was. Uh, maybe we need to set you know different goals, goals that are more challenging. Maybe that's why it's not uh, carrying quite as much weight or doesn't feel quite as engaging. So open yourself up to the possibility that goals can change or shift. Just because we we wrote that thing down, we set it, you know, set out to accomplish it, even if we change it, even if we remove it, it doesn't mean that we failed. Um we we want to make sure that our goals align with again areas that bring value to our lives. So you know, I see athletes so often kind of execute goals at all cost because they said they were going to do them. And that's an admirable. you know, there's, there's a part of that that's admirable that, you know, we, we see it through. And again, that's what makes athletes such, you know, great dynamic individuals is that their willingness to see these things through that are so often hard and complex and complicated. But again, I think there's a balance there. If if we're just doing it because we said we were going to do it, and we're not in, we're not engaged, we're not inspired by the goal. We don't really identify with that thing anymore. Open yourselves up to to change it. Right now, it doesn't mean that we scrap goals altogether. Um, it doesn't mean that we we decide that it's not worth doing, or that you know again that this kind of consistent dedication to our process is not valuable, but, but the end, this, these benchmarks that we set for ourselves, these goals can change and they can move and adapt and they can come and go. They can, the timeline can change. Um, and again, that's a hard place for athletes because we have to rectify this kind of commitment component of our identity, right? When we set out to do a thing, we're committed to it. we see that through that's that's a that's a really fantastic attribute if it's managed appropriately. um if it if we do it again at all costs and it muddies and detracts from the joy that we get out of being athletes, then it's not productive anymore. So be willing to Change or shift your goals so that the thing that you're working towards is engaging should bring joy to your life. It should be exciting um not every day right there's hard days there's highs and lows that's part of the process, and I think that's really part of the the value of of being an athlete right is that we can see those things through, but it's all about balance right again, we have to find that harmony that is a mix of vulnerability and this kind of dogged commitment that athletes have. And, and again, those are um, it's not negative, but it has to be managed. And so work to my um, my challenge for for you guys is to work to think about where there might be opportunities to infuse some vulnerability. Where are there things that you are? maybe clinging to a little too tight. Maybe you're using language that's not uh, as productive as it could be, not as supportive as it could be. Maybe you're trying to go about it in a little bit too much of an individualized way or an individualistic way. Where are there areas that you can look for vulnerability? It doesn't have to change your whole process. But again, thinking about ways we can tap into and balance these areas that um traditionally make athletes uh, able to execute on their goals, but often so so often can detract from the quality of that experience or cause burnout or overtraining or injury. So it's balance and I think vulnerability can play a really important role in helping us find that balance when we identify or are able to identify how that vulnerability piece can be infused in our own uh, athletic journey. So uh, I hope this was helpful. Uh, as always, uh, check us out on uh, thomasendurancecoaching.com, and um, we're um, uh, always offering uh, free, no obligation uh, consultations uh, with our expert coaching team. If there's anything we can help you with, um, and enduranceminded.com. Keep the feedback coming. Questions. Um, I. I am so excited about the community engagement. I appreciate everyone. Uh, EnduranceMinded.com and just leave us a note uh, at the bottom of the page there. And uh, if there's anything we can help you with, please let us know. And uh, rate, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, I know I say it all the time and you hear it all the time on every podcast, but I can't thank you guys enough. And it is the lifeblood of podcasts. And we couldn't do what we do uh, without you uh you guys supporting us in that way. So thanks as always and I'll see you next time.